Good morning. This is the time in our service where uh, we collectively as a family and as a community stop, we pause, and we focus on one part of the grand story uh, that God is telling us and is sharing with us. Um, It is what we call communion. Uh, I'm going to have my sister Anita, um, she's going to share her perspective of this part of the story as uh, as we proceed in the service itself. So I'm going to give you Anita. Good morning, Portland Church. We have loved being with you this weekend. Thank you so much for sharing your hearts and your lives with us. You have a beautiful city and a beautiful church. Uh, I want to share this morning uh, one thing that I love about Jesus. And that uh, is how he shows us how to handle life when someone offends us or does us wrong. And it is so easy to be offended when someone is late, when someone tweets or posts something, we think, are you kidding me? Uh, when When someone says something in the wrong tone of voice, when traffic is bad. Uh, It is easy to become offended and resentful. And I have read a book recently called Unoffendable. And the tagline on this book says, how just one change can make all of life better. And I thought, yes. I thought if there's one thing, surely I can do one thing if it is going to make all my life better. Uh, And not surprisingly, that one thing that this book uh, says is that we can choose to be unoffendable. So the verse that has helped me most is in John chapter 2, verse 24 and 25. And I'm going to read that from the New Living Translation. Um, my, My translation says, Jesus knew all about people. No one needed to tell him about human nature, for he knew what was in each person's heart. And so that just tells me Jesus knew people. He was never surprised at selfishness or at insecurity because he knows the sinful nature of men. So when, when James and John came to Jesus and they said, can we sit at your left hand or your right hand? Jesus did not say to them, I cannot believe this. What is the matter with you? He was not shocked by their self-centeredness. But the other ten apostles who were sitting there, they did seem to be shocked. The Bible says they were indignant. They could not believe James and John would ask that question. But Jesus' response to James and John was, All right, let me explain this to you again. In the world, that's how it works. Status is supreme, but if you're going to follow me, it's got to be different. Service is more important than status. But instead of being shocked, it seems like Jesus always thought, yeah, I was expecting that. And I think that's what has helped me so much from this book. Instead of thinking, well, that was a selfish thing to say, or you didn't even consider where I wanted to go out to eat. You know, I think 
It's just helped me that I don't need to be surprised. Um, I can think, yeah, I was expecting that. I was ready for that. Um, because I can do that too. I can be selfish. I can, see, I can say things in anger. I often don't consider where someone else wants to go out to eat. <laughs> um, so that's kind of the one thing has helped me is don't be surprised when people say things. I think we're often just like shocked. And I think it's just good to know that Jesus wasn't like that. He encountered one mess after another. He always called them higher. He didn't let them stay there. He called them higher, but he never got resentful and bitter, and he certainly didn't give up on people. And even at the cross, he was still doing that in a much deeper way. People hurled insults at him. They spit on him, and they nailed him to a cross. And his response, even then, was forgive them or they don't know what they're doing. And I just feel like I've got a long way to go um, in getting resentful and bitter, um, but I love Jesus' example in his life and in his death. Amen. You know, whenever someone tells you there's one thing that will change your life, you can be assured of this. That one thing is not going to be easy. So I've, I've, I've been thinking about it for a while, uh, actually for many years, about our society and how easily offended we are as a society. And I thought to myself, I'm not going to be that person. And so when people cut me off, I'm chill now. I, I just, I'm like, go ahead. You must be in a hurry. I've gotten there. It took me years. But I got there. When, when people would look at me strangely for one reason or another, I would not be quick to assume the worst in them. I got pretty good. I got to a good spot. But then I was around people who were easily offended. And I was offended by them being offended. I thought to myself, I'm like, what is wrong with me? The very thing I'm trying not to be, I'm being because they are. And this is what I've learned. When, when things are hard, when there are things in our character that we need to learn to dig into, we need to fight for, we need to really do some self-examination in, it requires, it, it requires a supernatural strength. Amen. It requires something more than you are. And this is why I love Christianity. Amen. This is why I love this moment in time of our worship. Jesus, when he was around, he commanded his disciples to come together and to break bread. And to drink from the cup. And in that moment to remember what he has done. And the reason for us to do that. It's because we need to continuously remember how far he went, how deep a price he paid, the extent he would go to so that you and I would have an opportunity to turn to God, to be able to pray to him. The Bible says, 
In 1 Peter chapter 3, For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. When you understand, and when I understand what he was willing to do for me, then I was able to dig into the recesses of my heart, be able to put aside the things that would hold me back, and I would gain the strength to be able to whatever, make whatever changes I needed to make, whatever changes the Bible called me to do, I was able to begin to do. When failure came my way, I knew I was still redeemed and loved. When hardship came, I knew that greater hardship my Savior had gone through. When, when troubles would, would, would tie me down, I would look to the cross to know that I could continue moving forward. We live in a world that's easily offended. We can be lights. By being different. But in order to be different, this moment in time, this moment in Christianity, this moment in the story, gives us the power. It gives us the ability. It gives us the capacity to be so much more than we are right now. Let's bow our heads, pray for the bread, and pray for the cup. Father, as we come before you, Lord, we are grateful, as Anita shared, that you are not easily offended. That, Father, you can look upon the mess that we are, and that, Father, the scriptures state that in our worst condition, you suffered for our sins. The righteous for the unrighteous, for singular purpose. And that was to bring us to you. I pray that, Father, we can remember that as we break the bread, we can remember the body. That we can remember the choices that you made. The hard choices to to forego sin, to turn away, to to walk the path of righteousness. Mm. That, Father, we can remember just what you endured. So that, Father, we could live. I pray that, Lord, as we drink the cup, we can remember the death that you had to suffer so that, Lord, we could be reborn. So that, Father, we would have the opportunity to come to you. I pray that, Father, this is not just another moment. This is not just another chapter in the story, but that this is the chapter. Guide us right now, Lord. Help us... to take this communion in a way that is worthy of the sacrifice that was made. And it is in your son's name that we pray. Amen. Amen.
Thanks, Sajan and Anita, for an amazing communion. Thank you so much. Um, let's turn our Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 8, if we would. Um, oh, I loved that song. I love the communion. Definitely got teared up there thinking about the supernatural power that comes from the cross. Amen. And the ability that that gives us to be unoffended. And it makes me kind of think about just this passage. As we talk about offerings, as we talk about even special missions that's coming up. Um, I just wanted to share personally why I give special missions. Because I think sometimes it's so good to ask the question, Why? Why do we do what we do, right? Yeah. And someone once said, if you, lose, if you lose your why, you lose your way. <clears throat> so let's go, to, uh, let's go to that passage in 2 Corinthians chapter 8. <clears throat> in verse 9 it says... <clears throat> For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you through his poverty might become rich. You know, Jesus, people often say, I wish God would come down and show himself to us. I talk to a lot of people and they say that, you know, I wish, I wish God would just show himself to us. And 
I respond back, he already did. He came down for 33 years and walked among us. He left heaven and came down. Imagine leaving heaven, church. Imagine leaving the incredible, incredible home in heaven. The angels, no sin, no, no challenges, no racial tension, no challenges with, with you know, betrayal. All that stuff got thrown out a while back. And you are with the Father, perfect. The triune God is together. And there's a lot I don't understand about that. But the truth is, I would not want to leave that place. Just imagine you make it to heaven. And God comes to you and says, hey, would you talk? Would you come over here and get a cup of coffee with me? I'm thinking about doing earth again. And I want you to go leave this place. I know we had the judgment day. Leave this place and go back to this new world that I'm trying to start to save a couple more people. What would you say? I don't know. I think I'd say no, Lord. I don't want to do that. If he said, it's totally your choice, you, you can do it or not, I would say, no, Lord. I've already lived down there. I know what it's like. I want to stay here. And I know this is a hypothetical situation. God will never put us in that position again. Amen? Everything will be made new. But I want you to just get in touch with Jesus, what he gave up sacrificially for you and I. Jesus was the greatest missionary of all time. He gave up the most for you and I. And this is why I give special missions. I give special missions. This is a collection for those that don't know. And we'll talk, be talking about this. This is a special collection that we take once a year to advance the kingdom worldwide and locally here. We are trying and striving to reach the world, as Jesus said, to do that. And to do that, we need people willing to go, and we need money. We need money. We do need it. Because in order to send people, in order to do the things we're trying to do, it takes money. It takes resources. And I think about Jesus who became poor. You know, when I think about Jesus, I, I think he didn't have a house. He didn't have a place to lay his head. He didn't have a bank account. And, and the change from heaven to to earth, what that was like for him. What a crazy change that was. And that makes me want to sacrifice. You know, I've been a missionary in Albania. I've, I've obviously, we started this church nine years ago. I, I've been on mission efforts and mission teams. And I'll tell you what, there's great needs everywhere. But especially in the state of Maine. We're asking that everyone think about and pray about giving as much as you possibly can to the special missions contribution. In the past, we've said 10 times. I just want to say, that would be great. But I personally, at this point, I, I, I want to say, give as much as you can. Because we're trying to reach the world. Amen. You know, when we set limits on people, we, we, we limit sacrifice. And yes, that's what we'd like you to consider, but we'd like you to consider... Jesus, how he left it all for you and I. 
And to tell you the truth, I'm so excited. We already gave our special missions. I'm trying to give more. I want to give more. I'm excited to give more. I'm figuring out things I can sell. I'm scheming how we can give more as a family to special missions. I'm so excited about it because it is the best cause I could give. And obviously our weekly offering is so helpful to, to help the needs locally. But churches all over the world are to be. You know, we're going to have this World Discipleship Summit coming up soon, right? In Orlando, Florida, which is going to be amazing. We think over 20,000 people from all over the world are going to be coming in Orlando. And so if you can make it, please go to that conference in July of 2020. But from every nation, you know, we, we saw the Boston service, many of us saw, and all the churches that got sent out. That would have never happened if it wasn't for the hearts to give in this way. I want to be po- become poor to make others rich. And what I've realized is when I sacrifice like that, something crazy happens. God keeps making the oil keep coming. And he's like, you know what? I don't know how it happens, but the more I give, the more God entrusts. And I believe that's a biblical principle in many ways. But whatever happens to my, my situation, my family, what I want to say is Jesus became poor to make us rich. And so I know and I believe that if we sacrifice, we'll make other people rich. You know, if you're here visiting, I want to encourage you. The best thing we have to offer isn't our worship, although our worship is awesome. Isn't this amazing auditorium, although we love it. Isn't the potluck that's afterwards, which is amazing. What we have to offer you is very simply the gospel. Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins. And I want to encourage you to study the Bible if you're visiting here. To study the Bible. Because that's the best thing we can give someone. To read the word and to teach them how to have eternal life. But in order to do that all over the world, we do need money. But... But in many ways, the best thing we can do is share the gospel. The gospel is free of charge. But to get it all over the world isn't. I wish it was free. It would be awesome. If the government said, you know what? We're just going to fund the gospel all over the world. That would be like awesome. Guess what? No special missions contribution. We're just giving locally. That would be amazing. But that's not the case. And so as we pray right now, I just, we're going to have different people throughout uh, the services up until our special missions contribution, which is the last Sunday of October, the 27th, just sharing why they give and why they are excited about giving special missions. Amen? Amen. Let's say a prayer. Father, we thank you so much for this time. We thank you for the special service. We're thankful for just the fact that you came down. Lord, you came down. And gave us riches. Every spiritual blessing is ours. Because you came down. Lord, thank you for coming down. Thank you for choosing to come down before the creation of the world. Thank you for saying, yes, I will do it. And that it was your choice to do it. You say in John 10 that you have the freedom to lay it down and take it up again. Lord, that moves me. That you love us so much. That you'd lay down your entire life for us and leave the comfort, the ecstasy, the beauty, the perfection of heaven 
to come down here and help us. God, thank you for making everything right with that sacrifice. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Right now we're giving our weekly contributions so you know. So as we're giving that, um, we have Jimmy Allen going to be preaching soon, which is going to be awesome. He's got all these props up here. You might ask, what's going to happen? I don't even know. I'm excited when I know that church is, is going to be exciting today. But just a couple announcements real quick. I already mentioned October 27th is our special missions um, offering. Uh, our goal is, is, is 15000 We're trying to go over that, of course. But uh, God's going to work. Amen? Um, just be praying about that. Second, please, if you have not downloaded our app on our website, you can do that. Um, it's a way to give. It's a way to hear, hear sermons and events. Please do that. You go to our website, cascobaycoc.org. And at the bottom, you can just, it says download our app. It's real easy. On any phone, you can download the app that is uh, appable. Um, and last but not least, the next slide for the men. Do we have some men out there? Yeah. Who said no? Somebody was a, was a deep voice said no. Are there any men here? Yeah. All right, so every year we do something called Man Up. Can, can the men say it? Man up. Yeah. Okay. And what we do is we do a lumberjack breakfast, okay, which is amazing. And uh, it's Saturday, October 19th, so it's coming up. Put that on your calendars, men. Uh, it's going to be from 10 to 12. We have uh, Matt Pierce coming to do the man up. He's a great friend of mine. He's been in the ministry. He has an incredibly successful business, but more importantly, He's a great man of God and a great example to us all. He's coming up. He's going to be doing, he's going to be our guest speaker, which will be awesome. And what we're going to be doing is have a lumberjack breakfast. We're going to talk about what it really means to be warriors for God. And, um, you know, uh, we're going to be printing up these invitations soon. I want you to be thinking about men that you think can be spiritual warriors. Think about who they can be. And talk to them. Even go up, hey, listen, you want to be a, you want to come to this man up breakfast? We're trying to get spiritual warriors. We're trying to be, have a lot of fun as well. But will you come to this? Will you hear this? And I think people will definitely come. We're going to be doing afterwards, pray for us, sisters, the Highland Games. <laughs> which it, I need to talk to Sajan because Sajan did this in his backyard. Different obstacle courses that he did. It's more for the ninja aspect of things. But we're going... We're going Scotland more, oh, throwing right. things and doing different uh, activities that we might get hurt on. Yes. But that's the fun of it. And what we're going to be doing is we're going to be doing competitions. We're going to be breaking up in different tribes and competing as men. We can play football afterwards, bro. Amen. So um, please be thinking about this. Please be praying about this. I, I, I'm dreaming we can see so many great men come to this that are going to become spiritual warriors. We know that the spiritual battle is a lot harder than the physical battle. And we need to help men in this area of life, in, this, in, this, in, in the Portland area, to know what it really means to be the best warrior of all time. And that's Jesus. Amen. So um, we're going to have a short fellowship break. 
uh, right now, we're going to send the kids upstairs, and um, we're going to continue an awesome service. So um, we'll have a five-minute fellowship break.